so there is this issue that I think we have identified, and we're going to sort of talk through it today, which is that there are certain there there is a subset of or a category of games, broadly speaking, that seem to sort of like exist within and adapt to the like rhythms of your life. Wordle is an example of this. Like that's the way that's why we talked about Wordle in those terms is because it slots into particular habits, particular patterns, particular like pre-existing ways of inter- interaction. But it doesn't have to be limited to Wordle and that's actually why I wanted to bring up the Wrath of the Lich King example that I did in the previous episode because as we said, it's not that like the achievement is like determining a particular kind of elitist attitude. It's that you have a culture and you have a set of elitist attitudes and the way in which like the achievement for a particular rate is being used is in line with that pre existing like social context and so these games that i sort i think we're going to tentatively refer to as like a form of augmentation are in this category they tend to be tabletop games they tend to be things like crossword puzzles they tend to be things like party games but and we want to emphasize this they don't have to be those things video games can be these things as well However, video games, on the other hand, tend to fall into another category where it's another very broad category where it's not about sort of slotting into your life, but rather it's trying to sort of like encapsulate part of your life as like a totalizing experience. And this we're going to tentatively refer to as simulation, although we're going to be using it far more broadly than that word tends to be used. And so then this is the idea, this is sort of like what underlies the the basic like uh concept of immersion in gameplay the idea is that gameplay removes you from your not from your life but from like that ordinary sequence that ordinary flow that your life kind of sort of falls into and that's why you f- do things like forget to eat or like lose track of time because of the fact that you're being sort of like sequestered from all of that other stuff in your life and the game does that no i i think that for me that the biggest thing for me, right, is that when we look at it, I'm utilizing these u- these words and really in two very distinct ways. And I wanted Nicholas to introduce us to this. And I was like, well, let's just dive right in. Yeah. Because I think that I wanted to get into some of the histories of how gaming has gone through. But I think diving in with those terminologies is actually going to help us articulate, right, some of the finer points of our history. Yeah, right? exactly. And I, when I say our history, I don't mean like our history as humans, though, like kind of, but I mean our history of gaming. Right. Because for me, players that want an augmented experience, want something that fits them with the natural rhythms of their everyday life and wants something that isn't that it's not so much steps them outside of their comfort zone, but that it isn't so far outside of who they are. I think it's it's scaffolded in a sense. It's scaffolded. Yeah. It's scaffolded by their life. It has this grounding. And I'm not say that someone who I'm not saying that in an augmented world or an augmented game could be, could actually probably have simulated experiences within it. But I just want to talk about that augmentation, right? Yeah. Versus simulation is, this is how uh, academia and how academics referred to video games way back when game design history and game design kind of theory and critique were starting is because they recognized that it was a simulation as in when you had the prisoner's dilemma, right? Or the the prisoner versus the wardens. um, Yeah. 
uh, experiment, a lot of so psychological experiments were called simulated experiences because it was supposed to put you in the frame of reference of someone else and simulate something. Yeah. It was also known as like way back when, right? It was also known in psychology, 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 yeah, psychology, <laughs> um, psychology, right? In these or in sociological studies as a simulated experiment, right? Experiment that is simulating something. Yeah. That is not real and is meant to be real, right? Yeah. Is meant to be felt as like as a real scenario. Yeah. And I think that when you look at these two, right, a simulated experience kind of one for one transcribes and puts you into a different frame of reference, yeah. right? Versus an augmented experience, you are still coming at it from your reign of re frame of reference. Yeah. But you are doing, say, something just like off of it. I, yeah. Lauren Ash, am playing Wordle, but I, Lauren Ash, I, the player, am playing, right, the Inquisitor in Dragon Age. I'm yeah. playing the Warrior of Light, but I'm definitely not the Warrior of Light. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I would be yeah. much cooler and I could somehow <laughs> translate to different worlds. Yeah. Um, I'd have, I would be a dragon. Uh, Your life would be much more difficult if you were the warrior of light. <laughs> in the real, yeah, in the real world. And here's the liminal space between the two is the real world, the reality. My life would be very different. I would have like, it'd be very different. It'd be much more difficult. Um, yeah. However, like, I guess if I die, I just I kind of respawn, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, that but is also, nice, yeah. Yeah, but I definitely wouldn't believe in like some of the stuff I believe in in the real world if that happened. Like the afterlife <laughs> doesn't exist. So, you know, like... <laughs> And that's what I'm saying, right? Is it's almost we're laughing because one, it's it's a little uncomfortable. Um, but two, we're laughing because it's funny. Like yeah. it isn't the real life, and we can laugh because we know. But if you're augmented, okay, and suddenly like your world doesn't go well, or I don't catch that go Pokemon in Pokemon Go, I viscerally feel disappointed. Like it's because I right didn't I do didn't something. I didn't do that exactly. Yeah. And I think that that really translates to something that you have to talk about because I was really looking forward to hearing you talk about this. Are things like the NBA, FIFA, NFL, <laughs> right? Like those games. Yeah, sports. Why not sports? sports. Why, why why are sports this yeah. own, their own and like compartmentalized thing? Yeah. Why are sports their own compartmentalized thing on this Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't even realize that. When I, I didn't realize that until I went to the bakery this morning and there was no line. And I was like, wow, I'm so lucky. And they're like, it's Super Bowl Sunday. A very, very rare topicality. We're usually not. Um, so, okay. Instead of thinking about like, okay, you know, like why aren't these games considered games? I wanted to come up with a silly example. And the silly example I came up with is this. Why don't sports fans, so like let's say uh, football fans, people who are sitting down this very afternoon to watch a bunch of, you know, grown men give themselves concussions. Why don't they think of video games as part of the NFL? And I know that might seem like sort of a silly question. And the answer to it is kind of obvious. It's because like, well, because video games don't really factor into it. Like there are you know, though there are like the Madden series, a very popular series of games based upon like this particular league, but it's not considered to be sort of appropriately part of it. And the reason why I wanted to bring up this example is because the issue of like why certain kind of games get to be properly considered games versus others that don't. Like, that's kind of a thorny one and difficult to dissect because it's like, well, because we're still calling them the same thing in both instances. Whereas, like, in this instance, like, well, we're calling one thing a sport, but we're calling this thing over here a game. But if you think about it for a second, sports, like, have mechanics, if you will. Like, like they have rule sets. Yeah. Like, like, they, like in 
conceptually speaking, they are very similar to games. In fact, they're even in some contexts called games. Gambling is another instance of this. Gambling is often defined as a kind of gaming. And yet at the same time, we don't actually think of gambling as part of sort of like, you know, the video game worldview. And in fact, in many instances, when gambling is involved in video games, people often very strongly abreact to it. So the reason why I brought these two, like these examples up is because in these instances it's clear that like there is an entire like worldview there are life patterns like think about the the actual experience of enjoying sports a lot of people don't just like turn on tv watch a game turn it off and then walk away like there are entire rituals built up around it you invite friends over you have snacks you might order food like there are all of these like social habits and social like rituals as i as i said that are sort of built up around the experience of watching a particular game or a particular match or whatever you want to call it because you know different terminology for different sports yeah right and then what's interesting though is that if we look at this like stepping away from games so i can dive back into games as i am want to do on these episodes <laughs> if you look at it from a you know an oscars watch party for example a lot of people yeah. do this with like awards ceremonies right yeah. like the game awards like yeah, everybody... yeah we literally you and i literally did this for the game awards. i mean we literally <laughs> did this for the game awards right it was remote but we're like oh i have my snacks like i'm cooking the pizza i actually don't remember what i ate or if i ate i mean i did eat because i'm right i watched the game awards with my oven behind me yeah um but i'm just saying like so in my kitchen yay uh but i think that it's like one of those things where you look at it and you go these are the rituals that you do for everything right but then if you that's where when you think about esports, right? Esports yeah. are not really about, hey, who's, you know, football team in the NFL or the Madden games is actually going to win. And you pit these real life games together or a real life simulated version of this game is more that it's like, oh, it's Overwatch, right? It's the Overwatch yeah. League. Or you're watching Valorant tournaments, right? Or, you know, honestly, more in like in my kind of social sphere is actually Smash. Yeah. Like you're watching people competitively play Super Smash Brothers, which when you think about it, like for me, that took, I think it took literally three years for me to realize that it was competitive, not because it wasn't, but because I really had to see it as a competitive fighting game. But if you told me there was a Street Fighter tournament happening, I'd be like, well, of course, Street Fighter is a game. Like you see, and that's why I'm saying yeah. like as a player, Street Fighter was a higher caliber of a fighting game than Super Smash Bros. When I think Smash Bros is infinitely harder than now watching people play. Yeah. Not to diss either, right? It's just a different skill set for both, right? Yeah. And so I think that you watch these esports, you have these things coming out, but are those are still kind of far removed out of the ritualization that comes from the award ceremony. 